Chad. Is that is that you? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that you? Yeah, no, I'm here. What we're going to be talking about today is a little different. As much as I try to be a super cool, woke, web-enabled guy that does everything digitally, there's still quite a few situations where I find myself sending stuff in the mail, whether I like it or not. I don't like mm-hmm. it specifically. I hate it. The post office. Mm-hmm. There's few places on the planet that are worse than the post office in my mind. And perhaps this is a thing we could automate. So today, what we're going to do is... We're going to mail a bird to your uncle. Go on. Which part of that do I need to clarify? The bird part. Definitely the bird part. I get the uncle part. I just don't get the bird part. Okay. Hey, my name's Chad. And I'm Jason. This week on Untitled Podcast. Do you ever mail things? It's a rhetorical question. Of course you do. But do you like mailing things? That's an actual question. Of course you don't. What if, through a mixture of science and technology, we could take the pain out of the old-timey mail system? So join us to talk hot tubs, ornithology, and have a bit of a giggle on today's Untitled Podcast. Okay, so we're going to mail a bird. I don't... I could see how that could be unclear. I don't have a way to mail, like, an actual bird, but maybe on a future episode. So what I'm thinking is what we're actually going to mail is a a two-dimensional representation of a bird let's say that so a a bird that's printed a printed bird i have a five-year-old that could draw a picture of a bird for you okay okay that's one way to get the bird you laughed earlier and i didn't hear anything are you muting yourself when you're laughing sometimes Oh, don't mute yourself when you're laughing. That's like, (laughs) it sounds like I'm just like sitting here in an echo chamber saying weird things to myself. Okay, I'll stop muting. I I got an actual laugh and nobody's ever going to (laughs) know. Okay, go on with the bird idea. This is interesting. So you've got this two-dimensional graphic representation of a bird. You want to send it to your uncle. Sidebar. Why would your uncle want a picture of a bird? Well, here's the thing. I could, I maybe I need to be more specific. Uh, so, are you familiar with the Twitter account F and Birds, run by Aaron Reynolds, who I have okay. spent two times at a camp in what? Nor- Northern Ontario with. I met him first in maybe 2016 or 17, and he says like I have this idea for this birds thing. <laughs> Aaron is the man, and I hope he hears this. So this wasn't planned at all. You've you've camped with effing birds, Aaron. Effing birds, Aaron's the man. That's right. Okay, so for the uninitiated, effing birds is a Twitter account uh, that posts illustrations of birds with extremely obscene little uh, bits of bits of text. Very funny. Not not kid friendly. Not at all five-year-old friendly. And and to spell that out, E-F-F-I-N, birds. Common spelling. How do you, that's the only way I know to spell it. F-N, phonetically? F apostrophe N. Oh my, I so badly just want to totally sidebar on this and learn more about the origin of F and birds. Let's circle back to your 
your hot tub experience with Effenbird's guy. Well, you added uh, the hot tub. Where did the hot tub come from? No, I, I thought you said that. <laughs> the uncle. Because everybody's got a weird uncle. And maybe that's just me. But I feel like everybody's got that uncle in their family that's kind of uncomfortable. Kind of got to keep an eye on him at family gatherings around the kids. Because you're not sure what he's going to do or say. And is the kind of guy that absolutely will appreciate a good old effing bird. I'm following. Definitely following. You're still, Chad, you're going to kill me if you muffle all of your laughs so that nobody can ever hear them. <laughs> I have, I have a horrible laugh. I'm trying, I'm trying to. You do? Yeah, oh my gosh. A horrible, a, a horrible laugh. laugh on the podcast would be fantastic. That would just add so much color. Uh, uh, I am Googling the crap out of effing birds and they have a slack bot. Really? Or they have a slack bot. They need an API. How the hell are we going to edit all this together, Chad? Okay, so everybody's got a weird uncle. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I'm looking at a feed like effing birds rather than, hey, five-year-old, can you draw me a bird, is I can get it on an automated basis. And until they make an API for five-year-olds, that this is, that's is, I'm working with what I've got. So to bring us all the way back to the beginning, we're going to mail a bird to your uncle on an automated basis. There might be more practical use cases for what we're doing here than sending birds to your relatives, but I think it's a good example of what's possible. The world's our oyster with recipients of these birds. Imagine the quality of these birds. We might even be able to 3D print a bird. Oh, so this is just... Oh, we're, we're getting somewhere. I like it. Okay, Jason. So let's tease out this idea of how do we send a bird? Yep. First off, you want to find the source of the birds. Where do effing birds live online? What did you find? Um, Twitter. Perfect. So can we scrape the bird images? Okay. So, so help my normie brain understand what that word you just used means. Scrape or bird? <laughs> It's okay for you to laugh, Chad. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. Okay, so let's oh, say we yeah. can we can web scrape some images off of Twitter. All right, following you. So when you say scrape, you're talking about a service that goes out to the web page and scrapes the image itself. That's one way. I suppose if we could somehow get access to the Twitter API and see if we can see the tweets from F and Birds, maybe okay. a maybe an actual field on the tweet for all of the effing bird stuff might throw, but might give us access to things. Never tried it. A bird field. Yeah. That's a good one. Bird field. Yeah. What would that field be like a, like a field of like, give me get Cause I can promise you, well, it's Twitter. Maybe there's a bird field, but like a field for all of the pictures attached to a tweet. Sure. Yep. Im images that are attached to a message. Okay. Again, I don't know if we can do this. Never done it before. You haven't done this before? No. Sadly. If we're trying to break this down, we've got the the idea of a source of birds, a way to get the source of birds into something like a database. Sure. You and I are comfortable with Airtable, so let's just throw Airtable out there. So we're putting birds into a database. Got it. Mm-hmm. Somehow get them in there. So do the do the quickie way of using Integramat or Make or or Zapier. 
and then run some fun automations and find some way to mail it out using the U.S. Postal Service. What do you What are you thinking? Yours is a little different than what I've got. So you're what you're proposing is we cache some birds and a third party service uh, as like a um, kind of holding pen for your birds before then mailing them out. Yeah. I mean, what happens if you get an image that you don't like? So maybe there's some way to to validate and approve. How do you validate the bird? Bird right? validation. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's one way. What, what, what are you thinking? Well, now you got me thinking about a whole like machine learning application that's gonna I actually identify a bird, uh, but that's beyond the scope of this podcast and mm -hmm. beyond what I had even thought through. Cool. Uh, I mean, those bird photos are, I mean, amazing. I mean, if you, I mean, we totally could tangent on the source of those birds because I, I know the story. It's amazing. But we're, yeah. We're so before we're, we go any further, there, why don't you? <laughs> Take us back to that hot tub in 1996 where <laughs> somebody says to you uh, in his bathing suit, uh, we haven't met before, but I have an idea. Aaron is so cool. Uh, met him around a campfire in northern Ontario, not in a hot tub. And he was telling stories about how he got all of these birds purchased from one source either free or near yeah. either, either free or near free um and then he's like i think i'm gonna make birds swear and this is before it launched and then the next year at the camp he shows us the swearing birds portfolio that he's created and he's just got instant epic status amongst everybody there pretty cool and this happened yeah just just north of toronto ontario uh it was a conference put on uh called the fireside conference don't know if it's still going might be um but it was a pretty fun time for a bunch of folks to get together and chat business and talk about swearing birds did he do anything else or was he just a swearing bird entrepreneur you look up aaron he's pr pretty funny online really good writer okay yeah, pretty good. Wow. And to be clear, we act, I, so these things are a surprise. Chad didn't know I was going to do this before we started nope. recording. Correct. Uh, wow. Well, well, talk about a well-connected chat. Okay. You, you knew. Good intuition. Okay. So here's the thing. There's somewhere in the U.S. Postal Service right now, there's a first-class mail envelope with an explicitive-laden letter piece of paper with a bird on it. Um it was sent several weeks ago, but I don't have it yet. Uh, I'm pretty sure it'll work, but I'll tell you how I built it. It's like, <laughs> all right, all right. it's a real, it's a real meandering tale that, uh, I think no code enthusiasts can relate to. If you've done this very much where you go down one hole and you're like, ah, crap, it won't work for this one very fiddly little reason. And they try something else. So mm -hmm. the way I usually try to build these is. I usually start with the simplest tool possible because that works best for my simple brain. So I usually actually start with Zapier as my starting place. If it doesn't work in Zapier, then I go on to Integramat. I try it there. And that's, that's oftentimes what happens. But I start with what's the simplest approach and then go for there. So where I started was 
how do I get a consistent uh, feed of birds? As you said, is there, first of all, is there a bird property in Zapier if I pull up a specific tweet? Uh, okay. And so Zapier has an action called user tweet and Twitter. All you do is you plug in the user's name. So you got to connect your Twitter account. But I put in the Twitter handle, uh, at sign Effenbirds, and it gives you the most recent tweet from Effenbirds. Great. So we can pull the tweet itself, but to your point, how do we then, it's not actually the tweet that we want to print, it's the image that was in the tweet that we want to print. So will Twitter give you the property of that tweet that is the underlying media or the, the image that's attached to the tweet? And as it would turn out, it doesn't. So using the user tweet trigger in Zapier, it gives back stuff like information about the person who's tweeting it, how many likes the tweet has, what the message is, all that stuff. But it doesn't actually give you the images that are attached to it. So the last thing I tried within Zapier is, are there any other Twitter actions that Zapier has that will give me like, you know, additional metadata about that tweet? Uh, sometimes with an app, I've seen this in project management apps, for example, you can have a trigger, like say there's a new task or something like that, that may not necessarily give you all the details, but there may be an action step that allows you to like query every imaginable detail about that task. And sometimes there's additional information in there. So that's kind of where I was going. Like maybe there's an additional act action that will tell me more about that tweet. In the case of Twitter, there really isn't. Uh, so they don't have an action that's like, tell me about a specific tweet. That's not really a thing Twitter does or that Zapier does. So I hopped over to Integramat or Make and basically tried the exact same thing. So your trigger is anytime effing birds tweets. So we're gonna be sending a lot of mail. I was muted again when I was laughing. Sorry, yes, that was funny. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> okay, I'm following. So I did the same thing in Integramat and the equivalent trigger step here, it's called get a user tweet. And, oh no. Okay, so what I wanna do is I wanna just run that step, but I may have just sent myself another bird. Uh, <laughs> let me just, hang on. Just, <laughs> let me just disconnect this last step. It's like 16 or 17 bucks each. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to run this first step. <laughs> and so the metadata that Integramat gives you, it's actually way better than, than what Zapier gives you. It gives you all sorts of fields that you can use. Uh, and it doesn't have a bird field, but it does have a media field. Mm -hmm. And a media, the media field is any number of attachments. So it has media ID, media URL, uh, and that's the one I want. So. Mm -hmm. Media URL, if I double check that and put that in my browser, I've got the image from the tweet. So not the tweet itself, just the image from the tweet. Nice little picture of a bird, a thought experiment. What would your life be like if you weren't a total garbage person? Fitting for the uncle who I couldn't tell what kind of uncle he was, but that's great. Like the dad that gets excited about the world's best farter Christmas card. Same kind of person. Mm -hmm. So we've got Integromat set up to pull the tweets that we want the picture that we want, 
And then we got to hand it off to some sort of service that's going to do the mailing. And to be honest, this is actually where I started because I'd never done this before. This is what I was actually most curious about. Give me a cool service that I can just plug into this app or something like that and mail stuff out because I've actually got a ton of use cases for that where we, we, we generate documents digitally, but at the end of the day, we still got to print them out and like mail them into the government. Uh, give me a cool way to just connect that to a zap or an integromat scenario. That would be awesome. So I did some poking around. Most of them are definitely designed for high volume. So it's like big companies like doing mass mailings. And that's not exactly my use case here. Uh, where I landed is a service called lob and, uh, LOB super cool, very basic. They've got connectors for Zapier and Integramat, and you pull up the scenario and it's like everything you would expect it to be. So it takes a URL for your file. You pick whether or not it's going to be in color. It's got fields for where it's going to. It's got fields for the reply to address, whether it's double-sided, whether it's first class mail or standard. And it's all like inside of your, you know, in my Integramat UI or your Zapier UI, like it's kind of wild. Like I don't really think of physical things and mailing like happening in this medium, but it's genuinely that simple. But what I also learned is it makes it incredibly easy to accidentally spend money. So uh, a nice thing about Lob. <laughs> Please tell me they have a test mode. I should have looked at that. I don't know. I, you know, that's, I bet they do. I can tell you I'm not using it. <laughs> You're just printing money everywhere, Jason. I'm a lot of birds. Chad, can we talk about managing business spending right now? This seems like a good time. So the other day I turn up at the bank and say, Hey, can I just get a few cards for my team members? So I don't have to be the guy buying everything. Don't have to give out my card, you know, just basic business owner stuff. Right. And they said, how much time do you have? Okay. I said, I'm a very busy person. And it was at that time that you called me and said, Jason, stop this madness. There is a better way. There's float. Float? Float is business spending as it should be. When you say as it should be. Apply online in five minutes. Manage limits for all your different team members, physical and virtual cards. Wow. No personal guarantees for the owners. Get away from employee expense reports. Also, 1% cash back. and even connects nicely with accounting systems. Get all the goods back to where you need them to be. As you know, Jason, I'm extremely Canadian. Extremely Canadian. I'm extremely Canadian. Float has built a great solution for us Canadians, but not just as Canadians, also those US companies doing operations in Canada. So I'm still on five minutes to apply online. So in less than the time it took me to ride my bike down to the bank, I can apply for Float? That's right. And I'm paying how much? Free. Forever. Are you hecking me? Head over to floatcard.com and learn how to take the pain out of managing your business spending. Even have a special offer for our listeners. Use code AUTOMATIONTOWN and get $500 cash back on your first $5,000 in spend. So nice thing about Lob is it'll charge your card when it spends money. Most of those services, you have like a month, a, like a five hundred dollar a month subscription that gets you, you know, credits x x dollars of mailing credits, right? This one, you just connect a card, and every time you accidentally run the scenario, it charges your card. And so I landed on Lob, super straightforward. The problem is, 
what am I mailing? What are the dimensions of it? So I can't send to lob something abstract that doesn't have a fixed size and like a JPEG from Twitter doesn't have a fixed size, right? Can be anything. Okay, so you like lob. Well, give us an idea of pricing. The the lob thing that I'm set up on doesn't have any sort of monthly subscription. So maybe I should actually look this up because there's got to be some sort of add-on pricing. On. I'll bring it up too. Okay, here we go. So you, there is a test mode. Zero dollars a month for testing our print and mail API with no commitments. And right at the bottom, it says for a letter, it's 85 and a half cents. They got to get that half in there. 0.855. And then on top of that, are you just paying normal USPS rates then? And all you're actually paying for is the printing? No idea. I'm, I'm also curious if they've got the tracking. Oh, look at that. In transit mail tracking included. Pretty cool stuff. Good find. I'd never heard of it before, mostly because I'm Canadian and don't look for U.S. mailing options. It kind of brings new meaning to tracking birds because it makes me wonder if I could actually go and look at what the status of my bird is that's currently in flight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I've got a way to I've got a way to mail it, but I got it got to get it into like a letter sized thing so it's got to be eight and a half by 11. so my thought is why don't i convert this image into a pdf and i've got services i already use that do that well so my go-to service for this sort of thing for pdf conversion is usually pdf.co so big supporter big supporter that's what we used to love it okay so what i used here is uh it's an action called convert into pdf and It has a number of different input formats. You can upload a file from another step, but what I'm doing here is I'm gonna import a file from from a URL. And that URL is just the URL that I got from the tweet step, the URL Mm -hmm. of the media associated with that tweet. It's gonna ask you questions like, what do you want the output file name to be? It doesn't really matter because we're just gonna hand it off to the next step in the process. Mm -hmm. And if I run just that one, it generates its own output PDF URL. So pdf.co, when I run it, it gives me a URL that is where that letter size PDF lives. Mm -hmm. And it turns out it's actually pretty intelligent. It'll auto scale the image to fit as nicely as it can within an eight and a half by 11 document. And then I've got a thing that I can hand off to lob. Now the actual path to getting there was a little more messy because by default, this action just creates a PDF in whatever size thing you gave it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. actually like, force what you have into a letter size page because that wouldn't actually be what you want. Mm -hmm. Now this took some digging. PDF.co lets you use what are called custom profiles, which are like adding custom arguments to the process to do some sort of special handling. And so I did some poking around online, wasn't smart enough to figure it out myself. I emailed support and they said, well, the issue is you can't actually use this paper size custom profile argument today. Sorry, you got a luck. Okay. Props to PDF go. They emailed me the next day and they said, JK, we just added this. Go ahead and give it a try. <laughs> Literally pop back into Integramat, run this scenario with the exact little argument that they gave me. And, and it was about 10 hours. Uh, it worked just fine. Uh, so like that, that was probably, probably, and then you get like the automated, like 
how did we do customer service response uh, email? And I'm like, that was actually pretty good. Uh, I'll fill out this form all day long. Yes. One of the only times I've ever actually completed that form. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just got a customer argument that's paper size letter. You can put uh, legal, you can put any old size in there and it will make the output PDF be the size that you want and auto scale the image to that. Can we put it to A4 like we always do when we like mess up saving files and then you accidentally print it and you hate yourself? So here's the thing. Oh, I don't know if I want to share this. So how I stumbled into custom profiles was I was doing some Googling around how to convert it to a PDF of a specific size. And I saw that mm-hmm. somebody else on Zapier had used a custom profile argument called paper size A4. And I tried to use the exact same thing in Integromat and I'm like, hey, this isn't working. Like, can I use this? And that's when they said no. And they're like, great, good news. It's working. We we set this up for you. And I put that in there, paper size A4. It hands it off to Lob and Lob throws an error and is like, sorry, this is 8.3 whatever inches by 11. <laughs> this is not American. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's stupid. PDF Co isn't actually making it letter size. Because I'm a numpty and I don't know the difference between letter size and A4. It's an A4. As I think most people under 35 don't. Uh, I probably can't. I probably can't say that, can I? (laughs) Right. And I'm not under 35. I get it. But mostly because of scanner apps on my phone that default to A4. Oh, really? Like the horrible people that they are. And you always have to change it or change the settings. So no so is, A4. Is A4 like the standard beyond, like outside of the US or North America? Is that what people use rather than letter? Yes, it is an international standard. And um, that's all I know about it. Now, if we were to quickly Google it, it says A4 is an ISO 216 standard, which is an international oh, okay. standard for paper size. That, that, you know, that helps. Thanks. So mm. you're telling me in Europe, when you print out your email and you walk around the office with it, it's in a completely different size than when I print out my emails and walk around the office with them. <laughs> I do not know, but I would love to figure that answer out. Okay. Well, if we have any listeners in Europe, uh, send us a picture of, of your emails. Okay. So I was about to reach out to support again and say, sorry guys, it's not working. Like, you're not giving me the right size PDF. Oh, the ID 10 tier. I spent a good 20 to 30 minutes troubleshooting why it was the wrong size before realizing A4 is not letter. Um, At least it wasn't two hours. Yeah. But there we had it. So right now it's literally just a three-step Integromat scenario uh, that I had ran once that day and accidentally a second time today. But if you wanted to turn it on, every single time F and Birds tweets, it's going to mail something to your uncle. And it's not very intelligent. So if one day F and Birds tweets a video, it's not going to mail a video to your uncle. Uh, if it tweets several pictures, I don't know if that's going to actually iterate through and mail several pictures. It will in Integramat. It will. Okay. No. No, it'll, it'll come up with the three data points. Yeah. And it'll so there's definitely some, some logic here you would want to use to tighten this up just a bit. But fundamentally, that's how it works. There's probably more useful ways to use this information. I love the idea of the tracking. 
in getting that from your scenario there, I wonder if we can grab details about the tracking number and then somehow keep it and then, and then send mail you up. them to someone. Well, and just keep sending yourself updates in Slack or Teams with like when this thing gets delivered. It's like a bird tracker channel kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, a bird tracker, yes. <laughs> You're going to make Aaron very proud. Uh, so I think that, so the main difference, I think with the solution you proposed, I'm not caching birds in Airtable. It doesn't mean it wouldn't be a good idea because if you wanted to make a more robust bird cannon here, I think the next step's probably some sort of uh, bird-based validation. Mm -hmm. Bird-based validation. Bird bots. We didn't talk about bird bots yet. Tell me more about bird bots. All right. So how else... What, what can is we this, change? Is this about? another project or another person you met at one of these hot no. dog conventions? No, but <laughs> once once you mentioned you're you're throwing the URL of the tweet in, it's like, well, what if you don't like the image? What if you want a better image for your uncle? Something that's more appropriate. So, I kid you not, I googled effing birds bot, and something came up can't believe it it came up so i installed the so somebody's, effing bot somebody's already made an effing birds bot an effing bot an effing <laughs> bot exists effingbot.com and you can add this <laughs> into slack it's amazing okay so i added it to slack i put in the slash command e-f-f-i-n enter there you go jason i just sent you a bot that says These, these birds are good. It's amazing. It's, 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 it's actually amazing. So say you like this one, then all of a sudden you could build your own situation where you could pull this message up and then send it off. Right. So you'll be able to maybe have a channel of, Oh, I got it. Say you have this channel of birds and you call it the effing bot channel and you create a custom emoji with a bird on it. Okay. And you use that emoji anytime you want to use this to mail it off to somebody. Okay. And then that creates a scenario in Integra Matters Zapier where it sends a message back to you in Slack that says, who do you want to send this to? Full name. Next. And it just keeps running through all the questions to you like a chat bot or something. And then you've got everything you do. You can send it to as many people as you want. And then that tracking detail gets signed up with your email address. Like, where would you like to send the tracking info to? And then once it gets delivered, you know about it and you get to select which bird you want. Wow. Okay. So there's a, so there's like a, there's like a bird cannon emoji to react with. And the trigger is going to be anytime that bird cannon. So what if I have, let's say I have a mashed potatoes channel in Slack and mm -hmm. it posts pictures of mashed potatoes every day. And I react with the bird cannon emoji. <laughs> and, and you want to okay. mail Let me pictures of my question, Chad. <laughs> so then the trigger would have to be intelligent enough to filter out the potatoes or be channel specific. Or just, say no hey would you like to send who would you like to send this would you like to send this off to somebody yes no 
And then you can just be like, nope, sorry. I used my bird emoji incorrectly. Because you're relying on human authorization of, okay, yeah, there's human approval of the picture. Yeah. And to stop you from spending your $16 every time, if it's on like some sort of rush registered mail, you could add the instruction for the authorization right before it sends off too, wow. just in case. That's smart. That's thinking ahead. Mm -hmm. Well done, Jason. I love it. I learned from this that there is a system called lob and it's probably better than most. I also learned that there's a test mode that you should probably use as you're playing with this. So you don't well, spend all your money. Now we know this. When uh, I, when I thought about the other ways you could do this section, I was, th I was thinking more like, <laughs> how can we frame this for people in a way that's actually helpful? <laughs> no, not, not how do we <laughs> then build a bird cannon inside of our Slack wall. <laughs> I kind of like it. Why not? Okay. So real life. I, like what are the what are like the things that you actually do day to day where you could utilize some version of this? When's the last time you mailed something? Me personally, I'm I mailed the keys to my house to somebody because some pipes froze and they needed to get inside of a doorway that we keep locked in the basement. Can you give me a worse example? That's so funny. No. <laughs> so we probably couldn't automate the uh, the key sending. <laughs> but you asked. Okay, back to you. When was the last time you mailed something that I weren't keys? I don't even know. I, my admin team does that. Uh so let's say you wanted to like mail a thank you, or um, there are certain types of forms that, you know, in, in my case, you can't submit electronically to the IRS. You have to, you have to mail that stuff in. It's mm -hmm. so like a, a power of attorney or, 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 you know, something like that where government agency won't take it on, won't take it in digital form. You have to give it to them in paper form. And honestly, there's a lot of services that SaaS services that do this at scale right now for you. So like payroll systems, mm -hmm. that's part of what they're doing for you is they're, they're serving as the interface between the government agency for all these tax payments and filings and all of that stuff so that you don't have to fuss with all that stuff yourself. And in all likelihood on the back end, that's a combination of electronic submissions of mailing stuff to people who will only take it via mail. Mm -hmm. So I got to think there's a lot of helpful applications for, generating these mailings as long as you can validate the data and nobody's accidentally running the scenario when you don't want them to. Mm -hmm. You also have to be a little careful too with some of these services kind of are using some pretty sensitive pieces of data too. What else could we do? There's oh, what is there? There's got to be more things that we mail other than tax documents, keys, and... House keys, mail house keys. Bird picks. Bird picks. No, there's not. All right. Well, there we go, everyone. <laughs> what else could you actually do with this? Mm, probably nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs>
Automation Town is edited by Paul O'Mara. Connect with Chad and Jason on Twitter at Chad Davis and JStatsCPA. CPA.